Hi everyone, I'm Emily Crow, multimedia editor at Progressive Grocer. Welcome to Top Women in Grocery, a podcast on the trends, topics, and interests that move women forward in grocery retail. We're spotlighting extraordinary women in the grocery industry who have had successful careers and interesting lives, and who are also making a positive impact in their workplaces and in their communities. Today, we're joined by Larissa Lewis, Vice President of Market Operations at Shift. Larissa and her team of 65 are responsible for balancing local and national needs and ensuring timely order fulfillment at an appropriate cost to the company. The responsibility includes ships, local operations, supply and demand balancing, shopper onboarding, and overall market health. Larissa is one of Progressive Grocer's 2023 Top Women in Grocery honorees, and we're excited to have her here to discuss career development, improving structure within teams, what being a top woman in grocery means to her, and more. Larissa, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Emily. Really glad to be here. Appreciate it. Great. Well, I'm hoping to start. You can tell us a bit about your career journey, how you landed in your current role as Vice President of Market Operations at Shipt. Yeah, sure. So first to kick us off, I think maybe it might be helpful to say what Shipt does. Absolutely. So we are a retail technology company and we connect people with reliable, high quality deliveries. So we have that the three sides of our marketplace. We have our, our shoppers, we have our members, and we have our retail partners. Um, for me personally, my background is in operations. So I came from traditional operations, a supply chain background, ended up going into the gig economy. I was really drawn to how things move so quickly in tech and especially in the gig economy, creating those flexible earning opportunities and helping people. And I really saw the tangible difference of getting people what they need quickly or getting people to their destination quickly too. So ended up coming over to Shipt. Shipt found me actually, and I was really drawn in by the community and people-centric approach that Shipt has taken and just love the, the way that people engage at Shipt. So I've been part of Shipt now for coming up on close to two years. And I really love that you can feel like the people are part of the DNA of Shipt as a company. And we're really in a space where we can innovate and drive forward and change our business. So really enjoying that here in market operations. Great. Well, speaking of market operations, I'm hoping you can tell us a little more about what that day-to-day job entails. Yeah, sure. So I would say I don't, first of all, have a day-to-day. So that complex complex there, right? Mm -hmm. So my team and myself, we are responsible for efficiency, efficiently balancing supply and demand. So improving our service quality, making sure we have the right amount of supply and demand for what we need in every single market. So we are that three-sided marketplace I mentioned earlier. So as a result, it creates a lot of complexities for making sure that we're able to get somebody to the store at the right time and then get it from the store to the customer at the right time. And so a lot of my team is focused on that. I'll good amount of my time is also spent on that long-term strategic lens. So where are we trying to go as a company? What direction do we want to take ourselves in? New opportunities that we have? How do we want to improve and diversify our product offerings? Uh, What we think about in terms of in-app support for the shoppers and how they experience the app itself. And so we do actually have more than just our marketplace. So maybe a fair amount of people are probably uh, understand how our shipped marketplace works, right? But we also actually have a whole nother side of our business where we are powering the back end for a lot of different retailers. So when you get that delivery from one of our couple of hundred different partners, it might actually be coming from shipped. And so we think about how do we make sure we're tailoring for that individual retailer as well and thinking about both same and next day opportunities. 
Um, the other thing I'll point out for my day-to-day -day is the PL. So how do we think about the actual money side of shipped and how and balancing our marketplace and what's going on in terms of our costs and then the localized needs as well. So I am really lucky to have a quite a large team and a lot of them actually sit in market. And so about half of my team is in market and in our key areas where they can actually understand traffic patterns, the actual retailers on the ground, demographics, the shopper base, um, weather that is happening and in real time making changes to our market. So uh, it's been a really great opportunity from that perspective to be able to do both that large view and then also the individualized uh, market needs. Yeah, that's amazing to have the boots on the ground per se, telling you exactly what you need to know about those markets. Yeah. Great. So over the past year, you've been focused on improving structure and efficiency within different teams at Shipt. How have you managed to do that while also balancing investment needs? Yeah, yeah, it's a definitely great. I think for me, structure is actually what unlocks those investment needs that you're mentioning, right? So when you create a structure that supports people, allows them to grow, and really makes things more efficient and streamlined, you're actually going to also end up in a place where you can get to your business results. So we're able to balance our business and achieve our growth goals mm -hmm. by making sure that we have a, an efficient system of both operating and then also measuring. So understanding what those goals are and how you're going to get to them in order to actually move the needle. So I think um, some things to call it here. So we, we had a lot of growth in the pandemic, as I'm sure you know, for probably every gig economy company, absolutely, uh, there's a lot of growth. Um, and so that means that a lot of things have changed. And now we're in a wonderful place to be able to hone our business model. And so over the past year or so, we've been focused on really having an intentional strategy and making sure that we understand the results of everything that we're doing and are honing in on what actually moves the needle the most. And then now we're in a great position where we can also further augment our quality. And so making sure that we are getting the best outcomes possible, that's always been a focus. It, it never goes away. But also right now we're understanding more about which individual levers are really driving to better quality outcomes. So that way we can make sure that we are being strategic and optimizing where our spend goes. So that way we can get those best op outcomes possible. Um, I think one other thing to point out there is, as you mentioned, structure is the team structure itself. So we have made a lot of changes to how my team operates and other teams at Shift as well. And so within my team, for instance, we've built out a few new verticals for the team, and we've also built out a lot more resources. So figuring out where there's pain points for the team and investing in those specifically. So understanding where do we need dashboards where and where do we have gaps? What do we need that we can fulfill versus what our partner teams need to fulfill for us and bringing them along as well so that they understand those needs and making sure that we have those channels of collaboration as well that allow us to be most effective as, as possible. You know, with the changes in your team and things like that, how do you help keep career development top of mind for SHIPS employees while making those sorts of changes? Yeah, yeah. So it actually works synergistically. And I don't think that's necessarily intuitive, but when you think about building out a structure, as long as you're keeping that development of the individual in mind, as you think of the development of the team, you can build it in with the upfront structure and make sure that there is that focus on career development and opportunity. So it can be very easy for teams to get stuck on the 
burning problem, right? So there's always going to be a fire in front of you. Right. And how do you make sure you're intentional about setting aside the time for that development? So I'm definitely one, uh, if you talk to my team, you'll see that there's a lot of templates that I've made and okay. we don't always follow them. We, we customize as needed, but how, coming up with something at the start where uh, we have something to go off of as a basis point, I think is important. So you can figure out where do you want to make sure you're always coming back to something. So in terms of team development, having one-on-one docs where we have a record of everything we want to talk through, making sure there's different sections that we can talk through what's important when we think of development of the team itself versus the immediate priorities for that week versus what we want long-term, and then capturing also action items is important. And then for professional development, I do think it's important to separate that from your regular business. And so having time set aside to regularly check in with the team. So I do have that always set up for my direct reports. And then I also have biannual skip level Mm check-ins. And and additionally, of course, we meet for other purposes. And if wanted, I have office hours every week as well for my team to put on time. Um, But I I do keep a running log of where I can help, what is top of mind for each individual, where they might want to get opportunities in the future, just so I can come back to that periodically and really see how I can engage too. Uh, And then make sure that people just feel empowered to speak up about what they want, where they want to go with their career. You don't always need to end up in the same team you are in today. And that's a good thing. Um, How do we make sure that we're unlocking growth opportunities for each individual, regardless of what direction that goes in? Right. I love that. So speaking a little further on career development, you launched a guided cross-functional mentorship program for five organizations to connect leaders and further develop talent. How has that program been going and what has the reception been like? Yeah. So that was specifically a program that we launched uh, for the first round. It was a trial of a six-month program, and it was with the operations team. So there are five different operations teams. And the reason for that was that I think there was a gap that I saw in terms of how do we make sure that those who might not be automatically vocal about asking for mentorship, how do they get that support that they need? So SHIP does have some phenomenal resources that support all of our teams. And we have mentorship programs. We have development weeks. I've been really impressed, actually, by the level of depth the company has been going into. But this was one where I think there was a gap that I saw in terms of how do we make it structured and really unlock those opportunities for the team. So this was specifically me thinking through of what could we do to lean in more um, with and do it in a low lift way as well, because I think if you make something too complex from the beginning, you're probably setting yourself up for some failure. Yes. Um, so uh, there certainly are elements of complexity, but mm-hmm. trying to think through of um, what can we do to give people the resources so they know what to expect for the meetings with their mentor and mentee, building out actually matching algorithms so that way we could see where are their skills that the mentee has that the um, and the mentor has and where and mm-hmm. where they're trying to develop so they can work together. Um, And so I worked with a couple of managers on my team as well. We came up with that training program and the guidance to allow them to foster those connections. And we got an overwhelmingly positive feedback. So I was really happy about that. Um, We had a follow-up survey and 87% said they would definitely participate again. And there were no, there's no one who said they wouldn't participate again. So I was was really happy. That's Um, a big win. Yeah. And so our next steps actually are this year, we're building out an expanded program. So going beyond operations, we're bringing in our key partners as well. So those in our product orgs, data science, finance, et cetera. And we're going to be launching another version of it that hopefully has those same elements of building out the connection touch points and allowing people to meet people from other orgs and learn from their experiences. 
um, while still leaning in on uh, that cross-functional element as well so we can get some more diversity and bring it uh, to a wider audience. That sounds wonderful. I think we all know that mentorship in any industry really can be extremely important. Can you tell us about any mentors that you've had along the way and what you might have learned from them? Sure. Yeah. So in terms of um, past mentors that I've had, I think it usually has been organic for me, Mm -hmm. but there have also been programs that I've taken part in in throughout my career too. So I think one thing there is we're talking about mentorship, but I do want to highlight something that not everyone knows is there's different types of engagement models. Mm -hmm. And so the way that I know it of is there's mentorship, sponsorship, and coaching. And those are actually three different things. So when we talk about mentorship, that's really an opportunity to unlock the experiences of that mentor as well and make sure that they're growing together and learning from what the mentor might have done through past experiences, ways they would engage and maybe approach the work you're doing differently. Mm -hmm. And then when we get into sponsorship, that's somebody who actually has the opportunity to move your career as well. So maybe it's somebody who is in a parallel org, but might actually be sitting in, in your performance reviews, or be part of the team that determines what projects you might get next. Um, And so I think that's also another important component of having somebody who can advocate for you, right? And then coaching is the next level of how does somebody actually help you change your thinking? And of course, you're going to get that through the other two as well. uh, But it's really intentional about asking those questions. So I wanted to first say that because I think it's not just mentors in my career that I think are important. It's also how do we think of the sponsors and those coaches? Absolutely. Thank you for making that delineation. Yeah. Um, and then I'd say definitely had a fair amount. A lot have been through past companies that I've worked at or my current company as well. Obviously, Shipped has some great people that can be mentors and advocates. And, and then also external parties as I think about my career progression, thinking about people that I've met outside of work, but may have a really good insights. Uh, One critical mentor, I'd say, that changed the trajectory of my career was a boss who actually really invested in me and was extremely direct with her feedback. And she unblocked opportunities for me, but also made sure to show me where my soft skills needed to develop and allow me that opportunity to grow. So challenging and stretching my horizons Um, She gave me the opportunity to work directly with very senior leadership as well and on very high profile, critical importance, fast moving uh, projects. And so her feedback and confidence in me actually really allowed me to grow and establish a name for myself. Great. So based on the experiences that you've had in the industry, what advice would you offer other emerging women leaders? Yeah, yeah. I love always <laughs> figuring out what's that one piece of right. advice somebody will offer. <laughs> that right. little nugget. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think there's actually two mm-hmm. that I would highlight. And so the first one is never be afraid to question the way things are done. Too often people are silent because they are like, okay, well, clearly somebody has thought this through. Um, I shouldn't bring up a question. I shouldn't challenge this. But especially when we think of tech, right? So Shipt is in tech as well. Um, but we're tech and we're also, of course, very closely related with grocery. But a lot of things came about because at the time, that's how they had to be created, not because that's the best way of doing it in the long run. Or what was the best way was limited by the technology that was available at the time. And now we have new tools. And so we need to change how we operate. And so constantly questioning, but in a way that's respectful, so uh, you, you, of course, don't want to say something that's stupid or um, really challenging and like be like, why on earth would we ever do that? It's, there's probably a reason, 
but you can respectfully bring up like, hey, this might actually be more intentional and, and useful path for us today. Mm. And so always, I think that's actually been a really big unlock for myself and something that I try to do. And every single time I'm in a meeting or I'm looking at new work, questioning how it how we got to that point and what else we could do to make it better. And I think that actually goes to the second piece of advice. And so always looking for opportunities to really further your contributions. So how do you scale? How do you make sure that you're actually getting the most out of the work that you're doing and realizing where it could be applicable to others? So making sure you're thinking of, okay, maybe this is applicable right now to a certain market, right? So somebody on my team is looking at one market and we're like, okay, this will be very useful based on the conditions here. Actually, there's seven other markets that have similar conditions and let's figure out how we scale that. Or there's another team that could repurpose this for another use. And keeping an eye out for that will ensure that you get the best results possible for both yourself and then the full team and broader company. Great. Well, as I mentioned, you are one of our newest top women in grocery honorees. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm curious, what does the honor mean to you and how do you pay it forward to other women in the industry? Yeah. So definitely, first of all, just thank you so much for the honor. It is really great to be recognized and I appreciate that. And I do think I'm hopefully representing my company, not just myself as well. And I think that's an important thing because everyone does have different, very meaningful contributions. And so getting this kind of an honor, I want to think through how do I bring it, bring it forward and make sure to recognize others as well. Uh, I'm very proud of my market operations team. They've done a phenomenal job of growing and really delivering high quality work. And so both for individual contributions and then our group contributions when we think of cross-functional teams too. Um, And so recognition is actually an area of development that I really wanted to outline for myself this year as well. And so I love kind of applying the principles to myself being recognized as how do I bring that to the team? So I'm a very direct person. And I, I do think that It helps me in many ways, but it's something that I need to think about different styles of communication Mm -hmm. as well. And how do you resonate with the individual, especially when you have a really large group and aren't talking to just one person? So uh, something that I think is kind of bringing this uh, recognition forward is I have been working to set up new recognition channels for my team. So opportunities for us to meet um, casual means of celebrating the team. So creating a new channel where we're talking about everything from people's new babies and puppies to leaning into work anniversaries and strong business performance and really just celebrating wins, especially when we're in a much more virtual world today than we used to be in. Um, And then also creating some formal channels. So opening up regular presentation opportunities and ability to lean into the individual work contributions that people are having and also further building those soft skills that really are coming out in that mentorship program too. And also building out tools for people to develop and think of their next steps. So competencies, tools for understanding what are we expecting at different levels and making sure the paths are clear for individuals. That's something that's top of mind right now. I love that you're bringing everybody else into it. Yeah, definitely. Wonderful. Well, Larissa, thank you so much for sharing these insights and for being here with us today. Thanks, Emily. It's great to talk with you. you. Appreciate it. For more information about the Top Women in Grocery podcast, please visit www.progressivegrocer.com slash podcasts. You can also subscribe to this series wherever you typically listen to podcasts, including on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Finally, do you have an idea for a Twig podcast topic? We'd love to hear from you. Email me at ecrow at ensembleiq.com. 
See you next time. And thanks for listening.